I am Hammond Matta. And I'm Jessica Bloomkey. And we're here for the Friendly Atheist Podcast. We had a bunch of stories we just wanted to talk about yeah. because there was a lot of stuff happening this week, as yeah. with every week. These Surprisingly. Days. Um so a lot of them have to do with religion. There's also some Trump stuff in there, but maybe we'll save that one for something in the middle, just to try <laughs> to have a Trump-free zone for like a minute. Um, so here's the first story I wanted to talk with you about, Jessica. Yeah. Uh, this guy in Denmark, mm. he set fire to a Quran, mm-hmm. videotaped it, mm-hmm. put it on Facebook, and this was all in 2015. Like it, it happened a long time ago, and no oh, one, no one cared. Like, no one saw this happen. Uh But um, now a prosecutor in Denmark has charged this man with blasphemy, which is weird for a couple of reasons, one of which is it's Denmark. (laughs) A few reasons. A few reasons. But it's Denmark. Like, that's not even one of those countries where you're like, uh, free speech is a problem. Right. It's not a place of, like, (laughs) strong religiosity where people are kind of tap dancing around yeah, yeah. okay so, so and by the, the way i should point out that like 10 some years ago uh denmark was the place where those newspapers are the drama muhammad thing yeah the drama muhammad thing they published cartoons with muhammad in it mm-hmm. tons of shit happened afterwards there were riots there were there was violence even those newspaper editors and the cartoonists were not charged with blasphemy at the time so what's the who's suing like uh, it's some random prosecutor. He has a name, but it doesn't really matter. He's a prosecutor in Denmark. Do you think he's just trying to get his name out there? I don't know. I, this is one of those, like, it's in the law, technically, that blasphemy is a crime. And even if he got convicted, if this guy, whose name we do not know, mm-hmm. probably for his own sake, even if he got convicted, we're talking a short prison sentence or a fine. It, it could be worse, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, but, but it's still Jesus, it, the like, fact that it's anything. <laughs> So here's the question I wanted to ask you, which is, uh, let's get away from the blasphemy charge for a second. Mm-hmm. What is your thought about this burning a book, even if it's a holy book, sacred mm-hmm. to somebody? Mm-hmm. How seriously should we take that? I have always had trouble getting my my hackles up about like, oh, somebody burned this, sim- oh, somebody burned the flag, somebody burned, like... You know, we're talking about burning crosses yeah. on somebody's front yard. That's a di- that's not what I'm talking about, to be clear. But oh, this person burnt a copy of the or the Bible. I don't like. So let me ask you. You said the cross is different. Why is the cross different? I'm talking specifically like putting a cross in somebody's front lawn. Oh, sure, and setting like, that on that fire. Specific. Thing. You're on their property now. It's a different issue. And it's a threat. And it's a threat. But but yeah, I feel like that's been a um a thing that's come up a lot. Recently, then, uh, just in terms of flags, oh, somebody desecrated the flag or did this, and I just don't know why anybody cares. And maybe that's really naive of me, but I just <laughs> feel like, who fucking ca- like it's? I understand it's a symbol, and I understand it's a symbolic gesture, but like, so so is that <laughs> no? Is that naive of me to say? Because I don't get it. I don't get why anybody cares. It's weird. I grew up in a religion where I was. I don't know if this is just a religious thing or a cultural thing, but my parents taught me you should never step on a book, which is weird because growing up you would see people step on a book to reach a higher place. If it was like Uh a big book or something, like a stepping stool, Mm -hmm. they would put it underneath a chair if it was wobbly or a table if it was wobbly. Like the idea behind it was that the book contains wisdom by stepping on it you are somehow dishonoring that. Okay, I um, <laughs> I use the complete works of Shakespeare in yoga because I didn't have a yoga block in my <laughs> in my house. How 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 does that fall? Is that that you're blasphemer? Oh, fuck That's that. how it falls. But yeah, so but now does that, st- does that stay with you at all? Do you have like instincts? it did for a long time? Even long after I was an atheist, uh-huh. I would feel weird about it. Uh-huh. Now I totally don't care. Like so, there is a difference between. Look, if it's your property, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be desecrating that. Of course. But like if I bought the Quran mm-hmm. or the Bible mm-hmm. or a flag and I'm burning it because to make some point. Sure. I don't know what point you would actually get across that actually works. Like if this person's argument is that Islam is bad uh-huh. or something, I don't see how burning the Quran helps make that point. I think it's a stupid strategy. Yeah. No, okay. So I, but that's about the worst of it. But like Right. I don't Who? know. Like, I don't get it. I I also wonder... It's also not the only copy of the Quran in existence, believe it or not. Like, okay, maybe if it's an actual, like, thousand-year-old text. Right. Was, maybe if it has, like, some historical significance. Right. Like, yeah, but 
this is all symbolic, and I just think it is a way of, I don't want to say it's distracting people from the real point, but at the same time, like, why is this, why does it fucking, like, I Yeah, people take it super personally because they act like it's the end-all be-all of uh, an attack on your faith. Yeah. When the person's probably just trying to make some sort of point, whether or not it's effective is a different story. But it's the same thing with when we talk about symbols. Yeah. um, If Colin Kaepernick isn't, uh, s- standing up for the uh, national anthem, he somehow hates the country. Or if Barack Obama doesn't wear a flag pin, he somehow hates the country. Which is, it's like it's a symbol. It, it is a symbol. It does. It's not the only thing that matters. And it's not like in those cases. Well, in Obama's case, he's not making some sort of point. He mm-hmm. just didn't wear it one time or something. In Kaepernick's case, he's trying to make a different point mm-hmm. about the country. Um, but in this guy's case, it just seems like, okay, whatever reason he wanted to burn the Quran, I don't know what it was, but I don't think that message got through. Um, there was a guy in Florida, a pastor in Florida years ago who mm-hmm. also burned a Quran. Oh, I remember that. Uh, I forgot his name, but again, he did it. It was one of those, this guy is clearly a bigot mm-hmm. because of what he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is just kind of almost literally adding fuel to the fire. <laughs> it's not helping, but so, I mean, my argument with what this guy is doing is on a strategic, what point were you trying to make level? Yeah. But it, it does seem absurd that some people are so up in arms about burning these flags as if it's a substitute for violence against an actual believer mm-hmm. or it's, that this book had some value, like you're well, saying. It's not harming anybody. Yeah, it doesn't hurt anybody. I like that you're annoyed that it's like an ineffective form of protest <laughs> and I'm annoyed that like... Who fucking cares? We're really <laughs> like if you wanted people. to make a point, like you could find a better way to do it. And then it ra- raises another I mean, question, which is what if? Because this is a point I've seen in a bunch of memes online uh, too. Which is what if you burned the Quran onto a not burning, but like you burn it onto a CD or something, and then you burn the CD or wreck the CD? Oh, like is that the same thing? Mm-hmm. Like what if I just deleted a file of the Quran from my desktop? Is that the same sort of thing? I don't think anyone would care. But somehow when it's in physical book form, people lose their shit over this stuff. Uh, Yeah, I... I don't, I really, I know I've said this four times and it's probably not compelling anymore, but like, I just don't get it. Like, there are things that actually sincerely hurt people and there are people who are actually actively being violent against Muslim people and yet the thing that everybody's focus is drawn to is this guy burned a book. Like, no, maybe we should be concerned about, (laughs) you know, hate crimes and shit that actually hurts people. Two Indian guys got shot, killed in like Kansas yesterday because they were mistaken for Muslims by some asshole. Um, yeah, no, that's they, that's okay, a big. They say mistaken from Muslims. It's code for they were brown. Like, yes, right. That, that's the shit that pisses me off. It's like, <laughs> oh, we thought they were Muslims. Like, you don't know. You don't. That's a real problem, though. Like, that's a real issue. No, it is, but this... it's just this weird thing of like, oh, we hate this person because they're mu- like, oh, if they're Hindi, they would have been fine. No, you didn't give a shit. You <laughs> saw a brown person, and that scared you. Like, right. don't hide behind like you're anti-Islam or whatever. Like, you don't give a fuck who they are. <laughs> you don't like brown people and maybe you should sit in that for a little while. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, there was a book that came out years ago. It was called Super Sense. I forgot who wrote it. Sorry. But it was really neat well, because it talked about, always. I know, uh, it talked about how, okay, we as atheists and people who don't put much stock into these books, okay. sure, it doesn't bother us. We could also, look, if you want to rip up a Richard Dawkins God delusion, it wouldn't bother me one bit. If it's your copy and whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't take any offense to that. Is there anything, this is what the book asked, is there anything that would bother us as a symbol the same way? So, for example, um, could you rip up a photo of your husband or your kid if you had one of those? Could you, like, rip up a photo of them? Would that bother you? No. Wouldn't bother you? No, it wouldn't bother me. No, no, I, I don't. If I told you the the jacket you're wearing or something, the last person you you got it secondhand, mm-hmm. and the person who wore it was like a murderer, killed a bunch of people. Oh, how much is the jacket worth now, though? Would it bother you to be wearing it? Well, I mean, there's definitely I've had conversations getting to that of like, oh, would you buy a house if a murder happened? Yeah, there or something like that, which I guess, but I feel like it's spiraling pretty far away from the point of like. Okay, the point a, being, but, this doesn't really have anything to do with you. It is symbolic of what happened. Let's assume there's not any, like, but I the murder didn't happen because the area is a bad place. Just, like, a one-off doesn't well, affect you anymore. Would it still bug you? Because there's something in the air about it that bugs you. 
I think if I if I bought it and then found out, yeah, I don't know. I probably, I I don't know. I really don't like. I I do think it's weird when people are like, oh, I bought this coat that Jeffrey Dahmer wore. Like that yeah. to me is. Creepy. If you bought it on purpose but because he bought it, that's a different story. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, if you found out that he bought it, word afterwards, like, I would not change my thought process about the jacket. No, I mean, I don't think the jacket would be evil. evil. <laughs> I think there is like some thoughts about like what the fuck is on this jacket yeah. that this guy. But but to your point about like oh ripping up a picture of your of my husband or yeah. your kid or whatever, I think there's a. I think if you like took a picture of my husband and burned it, yeah. I think that would be an, a dick move on your part. Yeah. But that's a far cry from saying that you're in any way, thre- I mean, not, not threatening, but in, in any way, like, threatening my right to whatever. Whatever. You know, like, there's, it's okay to think somebody's being an asshole. Like, I think a guy who burns a Yeah, I think this Bible guy was a total of, dick. It's a super dick move. Yeah. But, like, at what point are we, I mean, it, I, I should point out that a lot of church-state separation groups, Center for Inquiry, uh, the International uh, Humanist uh, and Ethical Union, they all put out statements saying, we don't support what this mm-hmm. guy did, but blasphemy and charging this guy with blasphemy it's is stupid. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and they all said that. Uh, well, I'll quote, let me quote one of them, Andrew Copson of IHEU, International Humanist and Ethical Union. The accused in this case is not a sympathetic figure, mm-hmm. and his actions may be born of bigotry. Mm-hmm. But the prosecutors here are spreading the toxic notion that governments should criminalize sacrilege and should decide that some symbolic acts against religion as such should be suppressed and punishable. This is a regressive, outrageous violation of free expression. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, it's, um, that's exactly well, the right response. And I also think it's an interesting t- thing to, uh, you know, when we talk about conservatism at its heart generally means if you want to break things down to their sort of lowest common denominator, most, um, most conservatives or Republicans or whatever would say I'm for small government. That's, it's not about gay people. Do whatever you want in your own home sort of thing. Yeah. And it really, it seems to me that those same people who (laughs) are so concerned about small government are fine punishing somebody who burns a flag or fine if, the government puts up the Ten Commandments. Like, I just don't understand how that mindset can can remain the same. Because to me, if you're sincerely going to be a small government, then you, you fewer laws is always better. Yeah. Especially when it's not physically harming somebody else. And God, they're Second Amendment boners, so <laughs> they don't care if they're harming is somebody there, else. As an atheist, is there helpful. anything in your life that symbolic, purely symbolic, mm-hmm. that anyone could, whatever, burn... That is not like your property, but like right. I can't think of a single no. thing that someone else could do that is the equivalent of this guy burning a Quran and me getting all worked up about. No, it. absolutely, and I've thought about this a lot because you know that. Have you ever heard that thing like, oh, if your house is on fire, you had to grab one thing? Yeah, thing I've never been able to answer that because I'm like probably nothing. Like I would just get out of my house. I'd, like I'd be are, sad that my stuff is lost. Yeah, but that's. And I get. I mean, I guess I probably have like some heirlooms, or like yeah. I have a, a horseshoe of a horse I really liked, or something like that. And like I wouldn't want to lose that, but I don't know. Like there's, it's stuff. Who cares? Yeah. And again, this is not a special Quran. Right. Exactly. The idea is just, oh, it had the words of the Quran, therefore doing anything to it is sacrilegious. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's like saying, oh, if I burn again, I burned a copy of, you know, Shakespeare's complete works versus I burnt like a copy from the 1700s. Yeah. Those are different things because the physical element of it is different. But symbolically, like, I just can't get... Like, yeah, it's hard for me to get worked up. I, I yeah. wonder if it's weird because um, I no longer think of these issues as there's any value in these holy books, per se, that burning it is some sort of thing. I totally look at it from just a free speech side mm. now. 100%. Uh, where it's like, oh... Well, I mean, whatever. It's his copy. He didn't hurt anybody. Do whatever you want. And I just don't care about the object itself, mm-hmm. as opposed to some of these religious people who may get worked up about this one, where it's like, no, this is a special book, sure. no matter what, who no owned what. it or whatever. Well, I, I'd be curious your take, and, I, and yeah. I'm just sort of giving you a softball question here, so forgive me. How do you see the difference between a guy burning the Quran and the Drah Muhammad thing? How do... Because... How do those differentiate in your mind? The Drah Muhammad thing, I'm, I'll just talk my way through this. The Drah Muhammad <laughs> thing to me 
was specifically saying, you say we can't draw uh-huh. uh, a visual representation of Muhammad, mm-hmm. but I don't live by your religious beliefs. Do we think people know what the Drama Muhammad thing is? So the Drama Muhammad thing, when the Danish newspapers published cartoons of Muhammad and the riots happened, the argument is the Muslim religion basically says there can be no depiction mm-hmm. of Muhammad. So by drawing him, even if you're not Muslim yourself, it's you are basically slamming the religion Mm -hmm. and you're saying something about islam Mm -hmm. and the argument from the free speech side is i don't live by your religious rules i can draw whatever i want so it's not even i'm drawing like uh, purposely offensive things like here's a picture of muhammad with a bomb under his turban which is what some of those cartoons were Mm -hmm. but like what if i just drew a smiley face with a smile and and said this is muhammad or i draw two dots and a mouth and said that's muhammad like, at what point do we say this isn't really uh, an issue? Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember when uh, there was a cartoonist, I think, in the state of Washington who said, you know what? On the year anniversary of the riots mm-hmm. over these cartoons, everyone should draw Muhammad mm-hmm. as, a, as a thing of free speech. Yeah. Um, it's not about offending Muslims, even though Muslims will get offended. Mm-hmm. This is about saying we have the right to do this. Mm-hmm. You don't have a right to tell me I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't deal with it, that's your problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I part. I didn't really participate, but I did collect pictures that people sent me. I posted them on the that's website. I think I did that for two years. I didn't draw anything myself, oh. but that's because I have no art skills. Um, but I did that for like a couple of years. And then it's like, okay, point made. Like, I didn't do it after that. Right. But even now, it's like, it. that's the sort of, I like that sort of passive aggressive almost. <laughs> like, yeah, we can draw it. We don't live by your rules. Yeah. We're allowed to criticize your faith or draw this thing that you think is blasphemous mm-hmm. because I don't live in your world. Oh, for sure. And if you get offended by it, then we should have a discussion about why this is offensive to you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have that discussion. And by the way, that's part of the response for this blasphemy thing too, which is, look, if this guy has a problem with Islam, burning the Quran is a stupid, ineffective, strategic way to go about doing it. Mm-hmm. Go tell us what your problem is and let people respond to it. That is a yeah. better way to handle this issue mm-hmm. than this thing that is deliberately provocative. Mm-hmm. Um, the drama Muhammad thing, yeah, that might be provocative, but I, I still stand by the fact that I think that is a, that's one way to get people talking about this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have yet to hear like a really good argument from Muslims who defend, who who argue that you should not draw him uh-huh. for why the rest of us should not do it. I mean, just because some Muslims will get offended by it, mm-hmm. doesn't that doesn't concern me, I guess, which is I bad mean, to say. But existence offends a lot of people. People so eat meat. Like people my... eat meat and I'm vegetarian. Like, I can try to make my case for why you shouldn't, uh-huh. but ultimately it's like, okay, I'll, I'll make my case if you don't live by that. You didn't slap that steak out of my hand one time, remember? (laughs) (laughs) And Um, then I drew a picture of it and burned it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. Adventures of Emmett and Jess. (laughs) (laughs) Slapping steak. That'll be the cover for... There's no steak here. All right. Here's the next next topic, which is... Uh, there is a there was this Ten Commandments monument that's been there forever in mm-hmm. front of a high school in uh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, uh, long story short, a mother on behalf of her daughter, who was a student who was about to attend the school, sued with the uh-huh. help of some atheist groups. Um, and this week, they finally settled this case. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually in a settlement, you think both sides get something out of it. But here's the settlement. The district has to pay the atheists, the attorneys anyway, the attorney, the $163,500, basically for wasting their time. Mm-hmm. They also have to take down the monument in 30 days. Um, and that's kind of it. Like, it was a win-win for the atheists. For sure. And, even if it was and I, I watched the interview, or listened to the interview with her, and she made it very clear that none of the money, she's not pocketing Oh, yeah, she's not time. getting any of the it's money. This is not about money. It's just to cover the legal fees. After this happened, uh, as with all these sorts of cases... There were threats on her life, sure. as is always Reasonable. It happens. One of the threats said you should be dragged in the street and shot. In that order? In that order. Okay. Just, I just wanted to It's check. almost like you wish someone had told them, like, thou shall not kill. It's I, too bad no one ever said that to them. Uh, <laughs> For all these people who care about the Ten Commandments so much. It's like, let me make a death threat to well, you. Well, and I, and I think we've, we've covered this ad nauseum, but I don't think it can be overstated that people who... who who say they're who are Christian, and I'm not going to do yeah. that. Like people who claim they're Christian, because that's a no, useless thing. People who are Christian 
don't abide by their own teachings. And I don't think we can call that out enough. Yeah. I you th- got to point out their hypocrisy. Yeah, because I don't understand. I, I, with absolute sincerity, I don't understand how somebody can say that they are, you know, they believe in these tenets of Christianity and believe in this 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 man who wanted to feed the hungry and wanted to forgive people and wanted to support what was his community. And the lesson they learn is somehow like bootstraps and guns. I just, <laughs> I sincere. And so when I see people making these kinds of We're going to talk about this more, by the way, when we get to a different article oh. uh, dealing with the Trump thing and the did, Christian hypocrisy. Did bit. I jump ahead? No, 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 you're fine. Um, one of the other arguments people make in defending the Ten Commandments monument is okay. it is a basis of our legal system. Which it's n- so super fucking not. <laughs> It's like when they say that, it's like, okay, which of the commandments do we have in our law? Because worshiping false idols, no, no one cares about in the law. We don't keep Sabbath day holy. Honor if thy you, mother and thy father. That's not illegal if you don't. Yeah. It's a good idea, but it's not. I called my dad an asshole once. Right, Come then. at me, government. Right? Um, other th- murder and stealing. I don't that's think I it. called my dad an asshole. He's a very nice guy. Sorry, <laughs> I, he listens sometimes. I just needed to make sure. Murder and stealing. Those are the only two commandments that we have laws about. Yeah. The rest of them, like coveting, um, any of that stuff, like these are not elite. George Carlin had a brilliant mm-hmm. bit on the Ten Commandments, but they boil down to those two. That's it. Like, just, just really quick, do you know all the Ten Commandments by heart? Uh, if you gave me time, I could probably think of them. Sorry, you're if you did it, it right now. Compelling radio. <laughs> I know, right? Me with long pauses. I mean, it would take me a second, but Colbert, whenever he had the Colbert Report, did that wonderful thing with Lynn Westmoreland, was the congressman, who could not name them, even though he was fighting to Shut keep them. Shut the fuck up, really? He could not think I of them. I didn't know that was a thing. So Stephen Colbert also had a an incredible quote that I presume he just said it on his show at one time. It's been um, shared a ton that if this is going to be a Christian nation that doesn't help the poor, either we have to pretend that Jesus was just as selfish as we are, or we've got to acknowledge that he commanded us to love the poor and serve the needy without condition and then admit that we just don't want to do it. I like it. Yeah. it's Christian hypocrisy. It's right been there. in a million different memes <laughs> around the internet, but it's just, it, it is a thing that blo- just consistently blows my mind. I mean, it's yeah. the same, the hypocrisy just fucking kills me. It's the same shit of people who try to legislate against gay homosexuality and are, you know, having sex with 16-year-old boys <laughs> in bathrooms. Like, what are you doing? Right. Ugh, I hate everybody. So the Ten Commandments thing, one thing to be clear, the Supreme Court has ruled twice on this, at least uh, 10 years ago or so. They said in one case where there was a Ten Commandments monument outside a government building, mm-hmm. which a public school is, mm-hmm. um, one case, it was legal because it was surrounded by other monuments, quote unquote, like, you know, for of the law religions? of other, not of the religions, but other like uh, secular monuments dedicated to the law of some sort. It's a weak explanation. Yeah. But the emphasis was not on the Ten Commandments or Christianity. And because it was part of a bigger display, that made it legal. The same day, they were also ruled that and said another Ten Commandments monument was illegal mm-hmm. because it was the only game in town. Yeah. And that is a total promotion of Christianity. This monument in Pennsylvania, the school, it's the only game in town. Mm-hmm. That's why the school had to decide, like, okay, we're wrong. Yeah. What do we do about this? For some stupid reason, they kept fighting it. Well, um, what kind and of, they lost. In well, they settled. You're an institution that's supposed to be teaching kids about morality and law and right. And, I, mean, not, I guess morality isn't their whole jam. But, like, it's a lesson to be learned that separation of church and state Helps both church right. and state, and I and kids don't covet your neighbor's wife. That's yeah, a great also, lesson. Yeah, also in addition, but I think the best fight back against these kinds of things is what the Satanic Temple has been doing. When they're like, "Cool, yeah, yeah, no, super have the <laughs> the Ten Commandments." I'm going to go ahead and drop this like Baphomet sa- statue. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's I wonderful. Anytime that. there's a Ten Commandments monument inside courthouses or in Arkansas right now, they're trying to install one outside the Capitol building. So the Satanic Temple, atheist groups are saying, well, if you are allowing that, then you got to allow our statue or monument too. Yeah. And Christians in the government are trying to figure out ways to block them but allow the Christian one to go Okay, through. here's my idea. Next time we see the Ten Commandments at a government building, we say... Actually, me and Hammond have a religion. Yes. 
It's called Metabloomki. Yes. And I, like I would like to put a statue of us next to your Ten Commandments flipping him the bird. I like it. Yeah. It wouldn't offend anybody. No, not at all. And like we can I mean fucking Scientology became a religion. We can do it. <laughs> we don't have as much money as they do. We'll but, raise you know, it. Some people can kickstart us. Get a sta- it can be a small statue, it doesn't have to be life size. <laughs> and you right know next we're not very tall people. We'll be fine. <laughs> okay, let me here's a broader issue with this Ten Commandments. I'm thing. Running with this it. is a comment I see every time there's a story about this stuff, which is Oh, I know. This Ten Commandments monument does not hurt atheists. It doesn't bother you. You can walk past it and ignore it. Why do you care? Why are you so intent on taking the down this monument, even if you're right, legally speaking? Why does this bother you? That is the comment that comes up every time. Why do atheists care about uh, the In God We Trust stickers on the back of police cars or Mm -hmm. sheriff's vehicles? And I will suggest a theory here, which is that you atheists have to go after these things, at least with the In God We Trust, that's a tougher legal battle because it's the motto. But the Ten Commandments thing here, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sure it doesn't really bother anybody. But the argument for taking it down is that if we let this slide when it's clearly unconstitutional, mm-hmm. Christians will eventually use that as, as a precedent. stepping stone, as oh. precedent, to do something more egregious. Mm-hmm. So in the 1950s, which we all talk about, when uh, they in, put in under God in the Pledge of Allegiance, when they right. put in God, God we trust, trust on the money, mm-hmm. um, they did a lot more stuff too. Just people people didn't argue those things, partly because if you did, it was like, hey, I'm with the commie well, side. Yeah, the Red Scare was yeah. being effective. So that stuff slided. Slid? Sli- whatever. That stuff slid. And what happens now? Now, if you criticize any of those things, try to get right. under God out of the pledge, it's like, well, you can't do that. It's been there forever. It's tradition. Yeah. So this goes back to like the, there's a broken window theory mm-hmm. for like crime, which is, if you see any problem, if someone commits a small act of vandalism, you fix it then and there. Because if you let it slide, it gives people this idea that, okay, I can do something bigger. Right. And that's a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. But if you stop it when it starts, mm-hmm. it'll hopefully be a deterrent down the road. So this. Stuff so I, I like that atheist groups go after these things that may seem inconsequential, mm-hmm. but they are wrong. And they go after it anyway. So ideally, we wish this would have happened in the 50s when this kind of rhetoric started. I think if atheists fought these things and had the voice they do today in the 50s, which they didn't, I I think maybe we could have stopped some of that stuff from happening, Mm -hmm. maybe. And you know what? Look what has happened using that stuff as precedent. Like, oh, we we should be able to pray in school. If they pray in uh, Congress with a chaplain, Surely we should be able to pray at school events because uh-huh. it's also a government right. thing. And it's like they will use the things that we let slide mm-hmm. as justification to do things that are far worse. So here's an, another part of that argument of like, why do we go after the Ten Commandments thing is we don't, we being atheists at all, are don't come off looking pretty great. Like right. We look that is the like downside assholes. to all this. But my question is like, do does it matter? Like, should we be more sympathetic? Should we like try to, cause we have like on one hand we have those, um, uh, billboards yeah. that are like, Oh, I'm this and that. And like, look how cute I am, but I'm an atheist. Yeah. Um, but, and so we do so clearly try to have a positive image. We're trying to do some PR work and, and, and rebranding, but at the same time, like I kind of don't if we look like assholes. So uh, this came up years ago when they were building a 9-11 memorial museum. Yes, that's exactly what I was in thinking. In New York. Uh-huh. American atheists, uh, one of the displays they wanted to include was a couple of, uh, I forgot what you call them, parts of the World Trade Center. Crossbeams. Crossbeams that fell down in the rubble mm-hmm. and were shaped like a cross. I can't believe it. Right angles. I know, I know. It's amazing building? how that works. And they said this was a cross that Christians rallied around. All right, whatever. <laughs> but they wanted to put that in the museum. American atheists sued, oh. and basically, and they lost. And but what they said is this is promotion of religion. Yeah, I know. Um, and the question to ask is, are they right or wrong with the constitutional issue? Uh-huh. And the argument from the 9-11 commission people who were putting together the museum is this is not about promoting religion. This is about depicting history as it happened. Yeah. This is something Christians uh, revolved around. Mm-hmm. So we want to include it in the museum. That was their argument. Mm-hmm. That is the argument that won the day. The question from a lot of other sides is 
is American atheist? Do they really care about this? Does this affect them? Is this just bad PR? And is this something worth going after? I, I okay. I. It's hard to figure out where to yeah, draw the line. The line is very difficult, and I like Silverman a lot, and that yeah. wasn't my favorite step. And I gotta say, American Atheists, I think, was the only group that sued. Mm-hmm. It's not like other groups, like the Freedom from Religion Foundation, right. American. It wasn't United. a United Front. By this was stretch. not, yeah, a communal thing that everyone was going after. They picked and chose their battles. They didn't choose this one. And and I think the argument that. Yeah, this was a actual physical thing that like gave people comfort. I think that does have a place in a museum because it was a thing that was present. I now can my, you use my, that argument I for was, the Ten Commandments? That gives no, a lot of Christians comfort. No. Why? Why? Well, because we were talking about the difference between an actual physical object versus what that object represents. Nobody's putting the original Ten Commandments like from Moses on their front lawn. They're putting a tacky granite thing. It's not the same, like, the, the cross in the 9-11 memorial was an actual physical object mm-hmm. that was... This is the literal one that everyone The literal was, actual thing. Yeah. This is just a replica that promotes a particular right. religious and belief I think when it comes to the different. Ten Commandments. And, but, to argue with myself, as I mm-hmm. want to do, what if something came down in, uh, I can't even think of, like, what a... Islamic symbol would be, but like something similar happened with an Islamic symbol. Would people be as chill about that? No, of course not. So I think I think there are good compelling arguments on both sides. Yeah, well, American Atheist said we want to donate uh, a symbol of atheism mm-hmm. to the same sort of display area that you're putting the cross beams at. What did they? Um, oh, an atom? Yeah, maybe it was like their atomic symbol or something like that. They're like, we'll pay for it, but you got to put that in the display. Yeah. Even though that had nothing to do with what actually happened on 9-11, it was more for the, well, we want to be equal and stuff. Yeah, and it, again, it, they lost. The atheists good. lost. So the, uh, I guess the broader question then is, let's put that example aside. Maybe okay. that was not a wise move. When it comes to these Ten Commandments issues or the, the smaller things that not everyone agrees on, mm-hmm. Is it wise to go after them, even if it's bad publicity? Because on the legal issues, they are right. So should we go after things that are relatively petty Mm -hmm. if we know it's unconstitutional? Because it will lead to bad PR. Most people won't understand the nuance of the law. They'll just be like, atheists are trying to ruin something. Um, And good luck trying to convince them otherwise. Um, uh, And part uh, of me believes you, you have to. Because the second you I let something so slide, they will just push it further. Well, and I, th- I completely Christians will push it further. Yeah, and I completely agree with you. And I, I would say one step further that it, if you look, so say we were having this conversation in the 1950s, we're having this exact conversation, like, oh my God, they're trying to put in God we trust on our money. If that had happened, if if somebody had spoken up and somebody had filed a lawsuit, like who say it was successful, then the rep, the repercussions of it generations and decades down the line are vast. And I would argue that, you know, yeah, we might look like dicks for a couple weeks in the press cycle, but I would say if we continue to win these battles, which hopefully we will, and we don't mm-hmm. always, that's the other thing is we don't always win. Um, but if I will say, though, the groups that file these lawsuits, you I mean, and I can speak at least from what I've seen, Freedom from Religion Foundation, Americans mm-hmm. United, they usually don't, they're not doing this for themselves, per se. They're doing it because they know the law is on their side. Yeah. Uh, and they'll when they push battles that they don't know if they'll win. Mm-hmm. So right now they're trying to push for the government to get out of uh, offering. Uh, I'm going to say this wrong, so I'm sorry. Uh, but offering like tax credits to pastors who get their homes paid for by the church. Um, They're saying that's an illegal promotion of religion because mm-hmm. you don't offer the same thing to atheist leaders mm-hmm. who get the same benefit from their organizations. Right. Like they literally asked their board of directors, give us the same exemption mm-hmm. and let's see if the government writes that off as uh, whatever. I'm sorry I'm saying it wrong. Um, but <laughs> they're filing that enough. thing. They may lose that case, yeah. but they feel that that's something worth fighting for Mm -hmm. and the law ought to be on their side. It's the same reason a lot of Christian conservative Christians say, you know what? We want pastors on a certain day to go on stage at their church and endorse a political candidate, even though that's illegal, Mm -hmm. because you know what? This is a fight we want to bring up because we think we have a case that you shouldn't stop us from doing that. And Donald Trump says, I'll repeal that amendment, Johnson amendment that says you can't do that. 
So some of these fights, sometimes even if you lose, it's worth fighting because you think there's a broader uh, point to be made. I wonder in 50 years or something like that what what these arguments that we're having today are going to look like. You know what I mean? Because I, I like how you think we will have 50 years from now. I know. Bless. Anyone will. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because I, you know, reading, there's a podcast I was new about American history. It's called The Dollop, and it's all, it's like just little micro stories from history, and you see the sit. Siri thinks I'm talking to her. But yeah, you do, uh, are we still going to be um, arguing about Ten Commandments and like... Well, well, what I, what, what I would say is like we're having the same arguments generation after generation. It's just... Different forms. Well, a it's moving bit. the goalposts. Yeah. You know, it's moving, it's arcing, you know, arcing toward, you know, more freedom for more people. But the arguments that they're using are the... The arguments that Southerners were using to justify slavery are the same in their heart, the same argument being used to justify really anything that like the Like voter suppression but and all yeah. that stuff. Um, and I just don't... I just wonder if history will look upon them kindly or if they will be sort of the... If they I feel if we don't say anything, yeah. we're going to keep having these arguments. So yeah. I like that atheists are pushing these yeah, relatively smaller issues because mm-hmm. they believe they're right mm-hmm. legally. Because, again, if they win, this no longer becomes an issue and mm-hmm. we can move on to the next battle. Right. Um, okay, on that page, uh, let's talk about this, which is that you would think conservative Christians right now oh have everything going for them that uh-huh. they've ever fought for. Yeah. They have Republican control of the House. They control the Senate. They have the president. They got the Supreme Court nominee they wanted. Uh, Donald Trump says transgender kids can't go to the right bathrooms anymore. They have a cabinet that they love, mm-hmm. like Betsy DeVos, everyone else. You would think this they would be thrilled right now, and yet... Let uh, me guess. What? They're super not thrilled. They're super not thrilled. Uh, Emma Green, writer for The Atlantic, we've had her on the podcast oh, before, yeah. wrote this wonderful piece uh, in which she talked about a conservative uh, uh, a guy, Rod Dreher, who has a new book where he basically says, uh, quote, the upset presidential victory of Donald Trump has, at best, given us a bit more time to prepare for the inevitable saying we're still going to lose. The inevitable is conservative Christianity is basically losing the ultimate war, even if they're winning right now. (sighs) Fuck that. And the question is, like, you know, they have all the power. What more do they want? They're still upset. They're never happy. They're never happy. I mean, and it's... God, what's the quote? That's something to the effect of, like, when you're used to being in power, yeah. anything that's starting to approach equality feels like oppression. That's and totally I fair. I think that's super, like, that's really what's happening here. And it, I read an article today about, like, some guy, in, uh, somebody wrote for The Guardian about how um, the Royal Shakespeare Company is doing a lot of, like, gender swapping, like, uh-huh. putting women in. And he is, like, opining about, like, <laughs> oh, are we reaching the end of great male actors? Where does it stop? And it's just, like, this... <laughs> garbage bullshit of like just because I don't have 90% of the pie anymore I'm going hungry and I think it's garbage and I'm really I'm fed up with it because to me people these Christians who get mad that we can't do whatever what they're mad about is am I yelling what they're okay. what they're mad about is that they can't make us you and me and whoever is around us abide by their code of morality, whatever it might be. For mm-hmm. some reason, for them, it's not enough that they can go to church wherever they want, they can pray however they want. Their they pastors can... don't have to uh, solemnize gay marriages. No, they don't have to do anything that mm-hmm. they don't want They can to. be whatever bigots they want inside of a church wall. But it's not enough because there are people out here in the world who aren't living by their code and that is infuriating for, to them. And I think that is, it's, it's, in- it's children screaming because they're, they're, it's like, it's like a toddler screaming because like your mom is wearing the wrong shirt. Like, <laughs> why do you care? Like you're wearing whatever you, it, it's just, that wasn't my best metaphor, but I'm just pretty <laughs> Why don't mad. you take care of your own stuff and stop worrying yeah, about how it's like clean up your own life. house. Leave me be. And part of this part, and you were right that the, when they've been in power for so long, asking for neutrality or mm-hmm. equality is like a step down for them. That's why they don't want it. But one of the things worth bringing up is that a lot of this has nothing to do with what atheists or out non-Christians have done to them. A lot of this uh, is self-inflicted wounds because for a long time, 
why don't Christians have like the cultural cachet they once did? It's because no one looks up to them as moral, yeah, the, the moral high garbage ground. Garbage monsters now. Yeah, it's if I'm looking for morality, I am not looking to Christians as like the guiding light for how anyone should live because they, they're not moral. They people. continuously place themselves on the wrong side of history, time yes. after time after time, and expect people to just be in lockstep with and them. Younger and people, I think, understand this well, they I have mean, the way internet. more. Yeah, I mean, they're no longer in a bubble. They know, like, when it comes to LGBT rights, the easiest moral issue of our time, Yes, there, a lot of evangelical churches are, are on the wrong side of it. So I don't trust the church when it comes to issues of morality because they get the easy stuff so wrong. Why would I trust you on abstinence and yeah, same-sex no, marriage or whatever? 100% right. So the question is, if they're not happy now, even when they have all the power, um, maybe they should look at themselves. Look in a mirror. You're the reason you don't have the... You may have that power on paper, adorable, that but you, you don't have do power culturally because Look, you've lost it. You've shot yourself in the foot so many times. You're right. It's been a lot of unforced errors, but like this, I think people who want to feel like they're, because they love, being, they get off on being oppressed. They love Oh yeah, it. yeah. The oh martyrdom thing is a big deal for them. But If like, they're not being oppressed, they're not real Christians, right. really. And when you're, when they look at, say, the woman's march or something like this, and Hannity or one of those dickbags <laughs> says something about, like, I'm going to have a march about, like, right, oh, men are blah, blah, blah. And it's like, my dude, look at the last 45 <laughs> presidents. They've all been men. All but one have been white. <laughs> Until and the Oreo and the Cheeto. fucking yes. Christian. So don't go. try to tell me. That you're losing power. And don't worry, buddy. Trump has super surrounded himself by all, <laughs> w- with all of the white guys he can find. Right. Um, and Amorosa. And Amorosa. Uh, I wrote this, but <sighs> I think this is worth pointing out, which is that there's an easy way. If they want to win back some of this cultural mm-hmm. power, what could they do? By living off of what they love to say, they could fight for good. They could help refugees and take them in and support their right to be here. They could... Fight for making sure the poor have access yes. to health care and everything they need. Fight for civil rights and against voter suppression laws. They could work to protect the environment. They could defend public schools. They could acknowledge that, yeah, Christians are doing fine, are but not... I'm literally reading okay. something I talked about. <laughs> yeah. They could acknowledge that their their side is doing just fine, yeah. but other non-Christian groups are struggling in a lot of ways they may not understand. But- they could do all of those things and just say, look, our Bible tells us this is how we should act. Yeah. I mean, they always say this is how Jesus wants to, us to act. But in practice, they don't do any but, of those things. And haven't you know why it's never going to happen is because they've had every opportunity. When we got to the point where we're having mega churches with these like these huge displays and these like over and the pastors have helicopters and 17. That is the moment that they decided that the preaching of their God is less important than, uh, than a cult of personality. Yeah. At that point, if you see your pastor, because so the ones promoting the prosperity gospel, sure it's about them, but I would go a step further and say, even the pastors who are, you know, uh, in the background. Mm-hmm. They, they are not the n- household names that we might see right. or that John Oliver does a bit about. Yeah. Yeah, forget them. But even the ones who just attend, who lead churches where mm-hmm. they're quiet, but their churches have still a lot of power, they're still pushing the same agendas, mm-hmm. even if it's not about making them wealthy or something. They're still pushing these things that I would find immoral. Um and, I mean, no wonder they're losing the power. I mean, I kind of understand where Dreher is coming from uh, in Emma Green's article, which is to say, you know, yeah, sure, we look good on paper, but we're not really winning the war. But it's not because everyone's out to get you. It's because you had all this power well, and, and look what you did with it. And guess what? Sometimes people fucking lose wars. <laughs> like, just because you're Christians doesn't mean you're always going to come out smelling like roses and yeah. get exactly what you want. Yeah, you are losing the war because you're screwing up. Mm-hmm. You're being bad, mean people. And, and guess what? People don't like that shit. <laughs> it's amazing with all the money they have, with all the numbers that they have. They could be doing so much good to help so many people, and they don't do it. If, Though they, you could easily point to some acts of volunteering. Sure. Some acts of, I mean, yes, there are Christians who do good things. We're not denying that. But on a broad, big government scale, if, they basically are on the other side of helping people who are suffering. If the Catholic Church decided that, hey, we're going to take all of our, all of our resources 
the wealth, the, the wealth the that people, we have, the network. This ten percent that we tithe from our parishioners, every, parishioners, yeah, parishioners every week, and just funnel that to end homelessness. They they could do it. It would make a huge dent. They could do it. They are a huge, massive group of, by and large, fairly wealthy people. And they could they could make sincere positive changes that would actually help people today, not their soul mm. down the line. I'm talking that person who's starving on the street could have a house and a meal if they wanted them and to. And you know what? Forget money for a second. If Christians came out and said, you know what? We don't understand LGBT people that well, but we're listening to them and we understand the struggles they're going through and we want to make sure uh, if homosexuals are not sinners, mm -hmm. but their argument is against homosexuality and acting on or whatever, if they understand, okay, there are some struggles they're going through that we can't, we don't get mm -hmm. or whatever, but we want to learn and we want to make sure that we are helping them so that they don't feel constantly oppressed. We could still say, we don't want you to act on your urges. But isn't that what gay con conversion therapy is? Of like, It's hey. trying to change them. Yeah, yeah, forget. I mean, I think that's a more fringy thing. Most Christians don't agree with that. Mike Pence does. Mike Pence does. Shock therapy. <clears throat> but imagine if they use their power to just say, you know what? We want to help people who are struggling. Mm -hmm. So you know what? If trans people are so clearly saying, look, this bathroom thing, this makes a difference in my life. Yeah. Maybe we should hear them out. Oh my god! But they don't. Well, and the they're just saying, nope. You don't understand yourself. We know you better than you do, so you can't go to the bathroom correctly. Yeah, and the the bathroom thing. I think, and I cannot believe we're still having this discussion because I. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there are any recorded incidences of a trans woman attacking. Um, I think I saw maybe one, maybe one. and it's an anomaly. But right, again, okay. there have so, been yeah, way more like conservatives in Congress caught doing bad things in Ex the bathroom than trans people. Exactly. Or you can point to like, hey, the Catholic Church knew what was going on with their priests and what they were doing to kids. So we have evidence. People have come forward and said, this actually happened to me. And why aren't we worried about those kids? Or if, if we're so, so than fucking we worried yeah. about women getting assaulted in bathrooms, then how come when somebody comes forward and says, hey, <laughs> I've been assaulted, they're like, no, you're a slut. How dare you? Like, what is happening? <laughs> what is happening? I just, I'm, I don't know. I'm Christians are losing. That's what's happening, apparently. I just don't get, like, do you care about women or not? Because you can't pretend you do. And then when I some, can't believe you're asking that question as if it's I rhetorical. I know, but they <laughs> act like they do. I'm yeah. sorry. I also, yeah. I've been cooped up in my house alone for two weeks, so that's, that's why right. I'm yelling a lot. That's why we put a microphone in front of you. <laughs> but... But I just don't understand how they're at, like they're standing on this 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 ivory tower of we have to protect women and we have to protect children and women are going like hey I got assaulted on the street yesterday right. could you maybe do a thing about that and they're like oh I'm super busy with this it's really pressing trans issue <laughs> like I I have to worry about where other people are peeing yeah, I can't deal with your I, issues and it's this oh, I'm sorry okay I'm done yeah <laughs> we talked about this when we talked about the women's march but like if they really cared about trying to prevent abortion they would be doing more to promote contraception access they would be doing more but to, they don't care about that they, they want women's women not to have sex preschool that's education. all they care about yes they're not doing the things you would expect but small people government to do. though <laughs> All right, moving on. Similar topic, but uh, Pope Francis yeah. said this uh, this week. He oh, he was yeah. talking it's about hypocritical. Compliment to atheists. Yes, he was talking about <laughs> hypocritical Christians, hypocritical uh -huh. Catholics, um, who basically I exploit people, I do dirty business, I launder money, they lead a double life. He was saying, and I'm quoting here. This is a translation from whatever language, <laughs> I don't, whatever he speaks, whatever Pope bees. There are many Catholics who are like this. Yeah, moving on. There are many Catholics <laughs> who are like this, and they cause scandal. How many times have we all heard people say, quote, if that person is a Catholic, if that person, the hypocritical person, is a Catholic, it is better to be an atheist. And all the headlines you see is it like the Pope saying... good in theory. <laughs> it's like one of those sound bites, like, yeah, he just complimented atheists. But, but he didn't he? really... Because he's saying, if you're a hypocrite, I don't need hypocritical Catholics in my church. At that point, you might as well be an atheist who's honest about it. But at the same time, he's kind of downplaying atheists as like slightly We're better than hypocritical Catholics. <laughs> I don't know if that's really a compliment. Well, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there, isn't there? Because there's <laughs> a lot of levels that I agree with him on that. Of like, if you if you want to do all of this stuff that is so aggressively against the teachings of your church, yeah. then like, why are you even trying? Just give it. Like, you know what's you know what's going on, dude. Like. <laughs> Just give it up and, and stop pretending that you're living by your this moral compass that's been well, set for you that speaking, you're not. Speaking of which, like he mentioned like the people who exploit others, who do dirty business, launder money, whatever. But if you think about what the quote unquote good Catholics are doing, the ones who live by the book, the mm-hmm. priests, the leaders, um, I'm gonna read through this list too, but they fight against birth control usage. They fight against women in the upper ranks of church leadership. Well, they treat homosexuality like it's a disease. I mean, the Pope is against all of those things. So, I mean, if Catholicism has a bad reputation, it's not because of the bad Catholics doing the all bad those, seeds. the bad seeds. It's because of what the quote-unquote good Catholics are doing, which is why so many people hate the Catholic Church. You know church. what the Pope needs to do? He needs to get his house in order right. before he comes at us with this. Well, and in order means stop doing the things you think Catholics ought to be doing. Which, by the way, at this rate, if the Pope is against people who make the Catholic Church look bad, then he should, by his own words, become an atheist. Because that would be better than all the stuff he's spewing, which is bad for society. <sighs> Fuck. So thanks, Pope, for your backhanded compliment. This is also the same Pope who said years ago that atheists could also be redeemed, which was his way of saying if they convert to Catholicism, they'll be redeemed. Like, well, we're not lost souls. I think that was always a thing. It's right? always been a thing. It's Every time he mentions atheists or... He says things in a way that you think he's saying something profound and deep. And then when you think about it, it's like, no, it's the same script everyone's been <sighs> using forever. Yeah, I mean, he But just, you say it with a smile. He, well, he just somehow has the skill to, like, not come across as a, a complete asshole and say things that are, like, in the realm of reasonable. Yeah. Who am I to judge? You are. The, you the judge pope. everybody. You're the Pope. You're talking to God. Yes. You've said plenty about homosexuality or believe plenty about homosexuality. Just because you don't like denounce people like Jerry Falwell or something right. doesn't make you any better just because you believe it, but don't say it. So you are who to judge. Okay. Um, different issue. Okay. Uh, there is a UK-based psychic, Sally Morgan. She's uh-huh. like any of the psychics you might see. She offers readings Super for money. Real. Super real. Um and oh, there was another <laughs> different one. That was good though. There was another another lady in the UK. I her name is Gemma Badley. She basically Gemma Badley, Badley That's literally a dope her name. name. She basically created Facebook pages imitating Sally Morgan and said, "Give me your money and I'll do the reading for you." And okay. so here's the thing: she got, uh, I think, she got arrested uh, or charged with a crime because she was impersonating. Sally Morgan, and that's wrong. Was she trying to and take money? She was because by pretending to be Sally okay, Morgan. Got it, got it, got and it, actually, it. if you sent her money, she basically didn't even respond. She wasn't even faking a psychic reading. She just took your money and disappeared. But here's I the kind thing: of admire her moxie. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing: you have a fake psychic uh-huh. pretending to be a real psychic, which doesn't actually exist because real psychics are fake psychics. Okay. Here's the thing with that, though, <laughs> is, it, is it's not a problem of a woman, prete- quote unquote, pretending to be a psychic, which is a lot to deal with anyway. Yes. But she's 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 impersonating another human being. It yes, would be like that's if what I the ch- charge is about. Yeah. Yeah. But it just it struck me as funny that it's like, oh, she's in the wrong because she's pretending to, to be, be the psychic. F- psychic, but the real, quote unquote, psychic who actually cons people out of their money by yeah. lying to them I mean, about their readings. No, there's no hero That's, in this story. There's I, no hero in the story. I don't feel bad for Sally Morgan, even though the whole point of this charge is to make you feel bad for Sally Morgan. It just It's such a weird story that there's basically two fake psychics in this story, but only one of them's yeah. getting charged want, with the crime. Have there ever been fraud charges brought up against like a quote-unquote real psychic? <sighs> Yeah, sometimes. In New York, there was... how do you win? How do you... You have to prove that they knowingly are lying to the people that they're seeing. And some of these psychics, they really do think they have these powers. I think that's garbage, because if I said, oh, I'm totally a doctor, and I sincerely believe I'm a doctor, 
that's not a good example because that no, would be but somebody who like actually some has of these psychics some of these psychics say it's for entertainment only mm-hmm. so they're they have their disclaimer their the ass. ones who don't basically they really do think they could see into the future um, and but you so would have to find person... a re- you would have to find a way to prove that they're knowingly lying to people to scam them and that's kind of hard to prove unless there's some hidden recording of them saying I know this is a scam and I'm playing along okay well say I told it says you... by the way I'm not a lawyer whatever <laughs> you're married your... to one that's basically the yeah. same. Um, osmosis. Um, but uh, so say I was, uh, told you I was a car mechanic and yeah. you brought your car to me and I was like, no, I'll take care of this. It'll be right. fine. And it, and based on the stuff I tell you to do, you jack up your car. Yeah. I'm definitely liable for that. I would think right? so because or you're actually I? saying I should do this and I'm following your advice verbatim. But Whereas the psychics here are basically, here's what's going to happen in your future. It's so vague but that aren't psychics saying like, "Oh, you need to"? They they must give actionable advice. I don't like, think they do. Really? I don't think they most don't of them do. They might say you should ask this person out. Usually, no. I think really, they, yeah. I mean, I then don't what's know. I haven't point seen of them. If you're not getting advice, they're making things up. No, but what's the point? Like, I'm calling them and they're saying like, "Oh, you have a really independent spirit." Like, why am I giving that five? Per- That's five the bucks? baseline. But then they're gonna say. You know what? You should be more outgoing. You should ask. You should take a risk or something, and you can interpret that however you want. Um, but part of it is the confirmation, like, yes, that is how I am. I'm glad you see this. So, psychic, I believe you. Now, tell me more, and then I will come to you for advice. Can I ask you your opinion about people who are defrauded by psychics? Part of me says they totally deserve it because if you're dumb enough to go to one, but then like, you hear people's lives some people, are destroyed. Yeah. Some people are giving them tens of thousands of dollars for the con, and then yeah, you kind of feel bad. And in some, I believe I read this in the New York Times a while ago, but we in get some it. cases, New York Times, I know, Jesus, it comes up in the line of work. <laughs> but in some cases, they have been able to successfully prosecute these people because mm-hmm. there's a difference between spending some money um, for entertainment uh-huh. and giving up your life savings uh, when these psychics know that you're using up your life savings. And they're clearly trying to get more, extract more out of you. Yeah. Um, and I think they've been successful in stopping mm. some of them. Um, anyway. uh, I don't know. Like, it reminds me, have you seen Requiem for a Dream? No, I you don't haven't? do movies. You don't do I don't. I don't understand. I mean, I, whatever. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make you uh, watch Star Going back to the psychic no, thing? No, wait. Oh, yeah. Go to the... But there's a, there's a thing about... There's a subplot about a woman who, like, wants to get on the show, and she, like, subscribes to these diet pills and, like, just loses her... Like, loses everything and goes bonkers. And it it's one of those things that I saw in high school, and it made me so deeply uncomfortable. Like, I still can feel it. Like, <laughs> it, it echoes through the years to me. But it's that kind of thing of, like... She made bad. Dis- I guess it's kind of like addiction. Yeah. That, like maybe it's like you gambling. made bad decisions along the way. No one's going to be upset if a casino takes some of your money or something. Right. But the, when you start gambling a lot of your money, it's kind of on the casino to make sure you're not going too far. Yeah. And like, you, you, the casino's not going to get away with it if you're spending money you don't really have or right. can't afford. Well, and there's always a conversation to be had about personal responsibility versus somebody knowingly taking advantage of a person. And this is why a lot of atheist skeptics speak out against like homeopathy, Mm -hmm. against all those cons online, because we don't want you to fall for these things. Right. uh, Whatever food babe is selling you or whatever. Like we know it's a ruse. We can tell you why they're lying about it. Uh We don't want you to fall for it. But that also requires people to like Google this stuff or find, look up this information, which they don't do. Otherwise they would know it's a joke. And it's hard to, it, it's very, very attractive when I say drink one of these every day and X, Y, Z will happen. <laughs> like there's, it's yeah. appealing. It's easy simple. Ways it's out easy. Or, yep. Yeah. Um, to so go morals to the, are hard, huh? Morals are hard. The fake psychic, real psychic story. Oh, yeah. uh, a Twitter user, Pour Me Coffee, said this as a, to sum up the whole story. Woman pretending to be psychic sues woman pretending to be her pretending to be a psychic. Yeah. Which that sure summed sums it up. It up. Well. <laughs> oh, All right, I got one last story for you here. Okay. Uh, this happened uh, maybe a month or so ago. There's a late night talk show in Ireland, mm-hmm. and a comedian was on there, and he referred to communion wafer in the Catholic oh, tradition yeah. <laughs> as haunted bread. 
That's hysterical. <laughs> Basically saying. Do you know who the comedian was? Uh, David Chambers. Oh, was I thought it was going to be David O'Doherty because I really like Sorry. him. And, uh, yeah, but this guy basically said, he was saying, why aren't young Irish people Catholic anymore like they used to be? And part of it is that they just don't take this stuff seriously. (laughs) And he said, he said, I don't know a lot of young people who are into the church. Anyone who I know who goes to midnight mass, they're not going there for haunted bread. They're going there because their grandmother's making them go or their whole family is there. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, everyone who goes to midnight mass is half drunk anyway, basically is what he said. I wish a single thing I've ever said was (laughs) half as funny or insightful as haunted bread. And just to be clear, Catholics genuinely believe a consecrated communion wafer is the literal body of Jesus. Transubstantiation. Transubstantiation. You are eating Jesus's body. And if you drink communion wine, you are drinking his blood. This is not a metaphor like in an evangelical church. Sure, sure, sure. This is literally what Catholics believe, and it's absurd. Do you think? Okay. So in the Catholic doctrine, right? Yes. it's, It's literal. Yeah. How many Catholics actually believe yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, in theory, they all should. And that's not what I, I'm not saying in theory. <laughs> I'm saying that I am a 45-year-old Irish Catholic from yeah. Elgin. Yeah. And I'm going to take my communion. Do I absolutely, with every ounce of my heart, believe? I don't know the answer. Because if you don't believe it, that is one of the sacraments. That's one of the core doctrine of the Catholic Church if you don't believe that, are do you really understand your faith? Yeah. I don't. I mean, believe me, I know the answer is no. I know <laughs> most Catholics. Hey, a lot of Catholics support abortion rights. A lot of them support mm-hmm. gay marriage. Those also those aren't like huge mm-hmm. fundamental elements of the Catholic Church. Or there could be an element, but of they like, don't agree with their own doctrine. Right. But there could be an element of if I start tugging at this particular thread, yeah. the whole thing's going to come unravel. So they and don't that's really... not a thing <laughs> they want to deal with. Man, I don't know. I. But I think, I mean, the comedian was right. Oh, my God. They don't think it's haunted bread. And a a priest in Ireland tried to... Ireland is one of the nations that has a blasphemy law, like Denmark. I thought that was the end of the story. The guy said something funny. They actually tried to get the comedian and the whole network punished because he blasphemed on television. Yeah, but it was on, so funny. But it was so funny. And basically, the network, which is partly, I hope I get this right, they're partly like managed by the government, basically wrote back to the priest and said, he was kind of making a point. He wasn't trying to be blasphemous or something on purpose, so we're not going to punish him. Um, sorry, you Blast- were offended, but what Blasphemy laws are so absurd and antiquated and out of jail. Like, it's embarrassing. As the saying goes, blasphemy is a victimless crime. <sighs> yep. Yeah, I don't know, man. Everything's <laughs> the worst. The government, the RTE network, basically said, while the phrase was provocative, it was not sacrilegious. Um, that's it. So don't be mad. Don't worry Haunted about it. Haunted bread. Haunted what a, bread. What a masterful person he Which is. I heard tastes not very good at all. It's like styrofoam. I've, I've had it. My, my husband's family is Catholic. It just tastes like styrofoam. Yeah. Which is... Which is what I love to eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, early, like literally as I was driving over here today, we got word that Trump went ahead and banned what CNN, Wall Street Journal. Uh, yeah, a few television New networks. Times, New York Times mark? included, yep. From coming to the White House press conference or something, but only the good conservative networks were allowed to like meet with Sean Spicer, ask him questions. So that's happening. Uh huh. I just really wanted to get on ta- on record being like, hey, this is bad. I know it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. I just really need to like have it <laughs> recorded in perpetuity that. I think this is messed up. Oh, I'll we Hot can just, take from Jess. I don't know we can like play that Trump. on loop for the next god eight years. Who knows? No. Oh, really quickly before uh, how long have we? It doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. Record for the rest of my life. Um, you've heard that Trump, in one of his first days in office, already refiled his candidacy for the twenty twenty election. Do you? Do you have a firm understanding of the implications of that? Because I've been trying to learn. I know I heard one. I heard one story that now you can't really criticize him because then you'd be attacking a political candidate. I thought that was supposed to make him immune from certain types of coverage that he didn't like because he's technically a candidate. What? 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 You can't criticize candidates. He's running for. He's running for office. Uh, This is the rumor. Okay. Don't quote me on this. I will. It's I'll just record. record it forever. Yeah, for posterity's sake. <laughs> um, but because he filed as a candidate, 
in theory, you have to treat him like a neutral candidate or something as opposed to commenting on policies that he's making now as president. What? But I don't know if that's true. I'm going to look that up. That it may be like a fundraising issue. Law. I would look up Snopes. I know they covered it, but yeah. I don't know what they said. God, the world's just on fire, isn't it? Yeah. And don't it, worry. Christians are winning, I just, even though they're losing, I, according to them. I just, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I mean, I'm glad we have this recorded because we're definitely not going to survive the week. <laughs> when does this roll up? Sunday? No. Oh, uh, yeah, in like two days, which means everything will change everything and all will of this be, will be obsolete. Yeah, I do think when we do like live episodes, we have to, st- not live episodes, but yeah. ones like this that aren't um, that aren't interviews, we need to like timestamp. So like <laughs> it is Friday the 24th at five yeah. central time. <laughs> so if something happened at six, sorry we didn't talk. Because that happened last time when we did the Trump's first, first week thing. I got <laughs> home and it was the whole Muslim ban thing. And I was like, well... We literally recorded this a half hour ago, and we have another... And none of it matters anymore. It's all irrelevant at this point. (laughs) Anyway. That could go for, yeah, everything. So, I guess... So, the world's on fire. The world's on fire. Um, But, while it's still standing, you guys should buy my cross stitches. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We have links now. No, that's fine. Okay. it's you a, have a store up now, right? Yeah, it's an Etsy store. It's bitches get stitched done. Nice. And it's okay. We'll I, post a link in the notes. Yeah, and I'm selling a God. This is feels like ancient news, but um, I'm selling a nevertheless she resisted cross stitch. Nice. Um, and five bucks from everyone is going to the ACLU. That is so awesome. that's happening. So if anybody wants anything, and I do custom shit, and I'm unemployed, you guys help her out, you guys. <laughs> Please, I need to eat. <laughs> um, cool. Is that it? We're good. Uh, we'll try to do this again soon because it's kind of fun to chat yeah. about news stories. Um, we should do this on the regs. So if you have ideas uh, for anything you'd like us to discuss in the future, let us know. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'll do another roundup very soon. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.